Where else can you go to not only find the information on how to train your dog, but the best deals on training equipment as well? Standing Stone Supply has everything you need to create that next versatile champion from DT system electronics down to even emergency med kits to take with you on your hunting trips. If you need some help with your training program, then their step-by-step online course might be a great fit for you, making it a convenient one-stop shop for the knowledge as well as the gear to take your training to the next level. Hit up StandingStoneSupply.com and promo code GDIY will save you 10%. Being an upland hunter in the south nowadays unfortunately means a lot of travel to try and find birds for my dogs. This means it's even more important that my map scouting is reliable to justify the effort. This is where Onyx comes in. I can honestly say that Onyx directly impacts the level of success I find on my trips. Whether it's the private versus public land boundaries, the expanding number of unique layers and features by state, or the 3D mapping capabilities, my initial step in planning my hunting trip starts with Onyx. To know where you're going, you have to first know where you stand. Check out Onyx Hunt Maps and use code G. GDIY20 at checkout to save 20%. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. GDIY profiles are bonus episodes that tell the stories of how your everyday handler got into the gundog world. You will hear plenty of examples of what to do as well as what not to do and how they learn from those experiences. These episodes are being put out to tell the honest stories that we as do-it-yourself dog handlers can all relate to. If you think it would be a good fit for a profile episode, please go to gundogityourself.com and complete the form and we may get back to you so that you can share your story. All right, we have Derek Kettle on the line from Wisconsin to do a GDIY profile. Derek, how you doing tonight? Just sitting back uh, in my office having a couple of drinks and winding down from a long, hard day of work. Nothing wrong with that. So where are you coming from? Um, I'm coming from Fremont, Wisconsin. It's about uh, 15 miles west of Appleton, if you know where that is. I don't know. No, not too familiar with Appleton. Only... uh kind of areas in wisconsin i'm familiar with is around park falls so uh how close are you to that um i'm about two and a half hours south of that you're not too far from uh grouse country then ah not too bad it's it's still kind of a haul sometimes to get up there doing being an old weekend warrior type bread i am i guess i don't know yeah so you get up there and grouse hunt on the weekends pretty often uh i try to get up there a couple i'm not gonna say i get up there all the time but i get up there enough all right so so yeah these profiles are really designed just to talk to your normal everyday guy that uh does this crazy bird dog world and tell a little bit about their story so people can relate so i guess just start off how long have you been uh doing the bird dog deal oh i've been into bird dog so i'm i'm 26 now i've been into bird dog since probably uh, my senior year of high school, uh, my buddy, my buddy, he's my best friend now. Um, uh, he had bird dog growing up his whole life and, uh, we had to go run his bird dogs every day after school before we were able to, you know, do stuff after school. And it's just been kind of history ever since that. That's a nice chore to have. What kind of dogs did he have? 
Um, he, oh man, he had a bunch of them. His dad had a bunch of them. He had a English pointer. Um, he had a couple of wire hairs and he's always had short hairs. You sound sad when, when you said short hair, <laughs> you got a short hair, right? Hey, I got one. I've got, I've got, I've got a short hair. He's got, he's had some trouble with the short hairs in the past. So, I <laughs> <laughs> so is the short hair, the first bird dog, like that you trained and, and got into the hunting or what described as how, how your first dog that you trained yourself and everything came about. Oh man. Um, so the first dog that I ever got was, was a Brittany. Um, the, the friend that I was talking about previously, he, they're the ones that kind of got me into the bird dog field and everything. And, uh, they one year invited me out to South Dakota and I was like, well, me being the person that I am, I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to go out to South Dakota bird hunting without a bird dog. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, I, I was in college at the time when they, had, when they invited me out there and like, instead of doing like my schoolwork, I was like, you know, uh, how am I going to convince my parents to let me get a bird dog? <laughs> so I came up with like this 15 page PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I came up with this 15 page PowerPoint on uh, why it would be a great idea for us to get a bird dog as a great family dog and everything. And I, I came home from school that weekend and I, you know, put this up on like a projector screen in our living room and everything. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, mom and dad, you need to, you need to get me a bird dog. And, um, I didn't tell them that I was going to South Dakota yet. And, uh, like we, we had, uh, we were leasing hunting land up, up North, like in Marathon County. And, uh, we had grouse on that. And that was my, that was my main point of this whole thing. How it could be a, you know, how it could be like a family thing for us to go up there and grouse hunt and this and that. And <laughs> I finally got them convinced. I finally got them convinced to get me a bird dog. And, uh, I actually, I was dead set on getting a getting a short hair because you know my buddy met short hairs and uh yeah i that were kind of the dogs that they exposed me to yeah i was i wanted to get a short hair so bad and uh i i know when to pick and choose my battles with my parents so i kind of let them choose the dog that we were gonna get i don't care i just wanted a bird dog at that point you know yeah and uh uh my dad did some research. I did some research and you know, next thing I know I'm sitting in class getting text messages from my dad, like, Oh, Hey, let's, uh, what about this dog? What about that dog? What about this dog? And, you know, and he, he settled on getting a Brittany and um, <laughs> don't sound so disappointed about it. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I, I got two of them, so I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're good. They're all right. I mean, <laughs> Now hold on a minute. You, you gave your family this PowerPoint presentation. Your dad's totally sold, and instead of one, he got two Britneys, or did one of them come later? Well, oh, no, no. We started. We started with one. I ended up okay. getting another one later. That's 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 a different part of the story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, but anyways, we uh, uh, we ended up finding a breeder, you know, down south because we, I don't know, we weren't really willing to travel we didn't want a dog to get shipped anywhere so we ended up finding a, a Brittany down south and i mean uh 
it was just me and my mom and my sister. We went down, we went down together. And, um, you know, we, this was one of, this was one of them deals where it was like, you know, you guys, you know, you see the red flags. I was seeing like warning signs. Like, <laughs> I don't, I didn't know at the time, but now I back at it. It's like, holy man. But you made the drive. Um, so you got the dog, right? <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> I, I, we opened up the kennel and it's like, I locked eyes with her. And it was one of them things like, oh yeah, you are my dog, <laughs> yeah. you know, and and uh, we ended up buying her and everything. And um, well, I dog- brought her out. To, I brought her out to South Dakota eight months later. <laughs> All right, so we we can't gloss over what were those red flags that you saw when you first got out there before you locked eyes with your with your true love. What what was standing out? You're like, man, maybe I should turn around and make the drive back up north. Oh man, so I I didn't know at the time, but I I went down there and it, it was just it, it was just friendly, and I it, it didn't it. Looking back at it now, I should have felt a lot worse than I actually did about it, but um, it, it was uncleanly. And then my mom she asked the guys like, "Oh, do you do you like uh, trial any or like field trial any of your dogs or like test any of your dogs?" And he goes, "Ah, no." for rich people i don't do that and that was that was kind of one that was just kind of one of the first signs right there i'm like oh crap so how much was he charging for this pup like 50 bucks no like 700 oh okay <laughs> all right my mom and dad paid 700 bucks for this pup and how did, how did the pup turn well, out hey she she's for a first bird dog i couldn't be any more happy she she's really good as like and like the the messed up training that I did with her that, that <laughs> she she did all right she does all right all right we're not gonna let you gloss over that either so tell us some of the messed up training you've done share your mistakes all right um well so we get we got her home and the first thing I'm thinking is like all right well I got eight months to get this dog ready for South Dakota. And, uh, all I'm thinking is like, get her on birds, get her on birds, get her on birds. So the first thing I did was, well, I got her on birds. So I'm sitting there like a 10 week old puppy and we got like, uh, oh, they're like, what, what do you call them? Like little core, Corlox quail or whatever. They're not Bob whites. They're like Katornix. little meat quail. Katornix. Katornix. Yeah. Yeah. We got them quail <laughs> and, uh, they didn't fly, dude, they didn't fly with nothing and, she was running in there and picking them up and doing all this stuff. And it's like, Oh my gosh, it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't. So, you know, I went to my, I went to my buddy's dad and he's like, yeah, do the wing on the string and hide the wing and do this. And do... <laughs> that'll solve everything. Yeah. That'll solve everything. Hide it in a tire. Do this. It, it was crazy. <laughs> hide it in a tire. Yeah. That's a hide, oh, hide it in your put it put it in a place where she can't get at it. She has to point it. It, it was it was oh. you know, tied up in a pine tree. Do whatever. Well, I mean, it was a mess. We're laughing at it because we all make mistakes like this uh, first getting into it, and we're <laughs> and we're still new to this, you know, rel- relatively. Um, but some of that has some truth to it. Hide it where the where the dog can't see it and has to smell it. But the tire yep. thing is a little bit. Yeah, I haven't heard of uh, the tire. Yeah. I've heard of these things you, called kick traps. Mm-hmm. Uh, that those are <laughs> kind of solve the same problem. But <laughs> all right, so, so so are you just out there putting birds and tires 
What's going on? Oh man, I I didn't know what I was I didn't know what I was doing at all. And it, keep in mind, I'm not doing any obedience on this dog whatsoever. It's like birds, 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 birds. Because you know, I got to get her ready for South Dakota. Got to get her ready for South Dakota. And I kept doing that. It wasn't working. Whatever. It rolls around to South Dakota, and uh, I let her out of the box, get a collar on her, <laughs> and uh, she she takes off, gone. She is she's gone, and uh, we don't we don't know where the heck we are. So we start we start walking on, and I'm like, oh man, I gotta find this dog. I come home without this dog. My mom is going to wring my neck. <laughs> and, uh, so I kind of like, I kind of like break off from the group and, uh, I get up on this high knoll overlooking a cornfield and I'm, I'm Nala, Nala, come, you know, I'm yelling, I'm trying to find this dog. And I look down in this cornfield and there she is You get in between each row, running down a bird, running down a cornfield, running down a cornfield. And then, Oh, bird up. Oh, bird up. Oh, bird up. Oh, I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> and you know, it's, I, I run down into this cornfield and I went and I grab her and I bring her back up with me and I, and I kind of get back in the pack with everybody. You know, I tightened up her e-collar because my mom was kind of like, don't put an e-collar on too tight. It's going to hurt her. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I'm like, you know, at this point I'm done with this. And, uh, we, so the whole group, Swings around, and this was like this was one of their honey holes, right? In South Dakota, this is this was one of their honey holes, and so they swing around into this cornfield, and we push this same cornfield Nala was in, and we push this whole cornfield, not a bird out of the cornfield. I'm still yet to tell those guys why they didn't find a bird in that cornfield. <laughs> you would have never been invited back on a hunt. <laughs> no, I got to go back out the next year, and that was uh, that was. That was a better year. I'll put it that way. Uh, how many dogs <laughs> did you go out with the next year? Uh, I just went out with one dog the next year. Um, okay. After Nala, after Nala, I kind of, I kind of got out of it. After that next year, I kind of got out of it for a little bit. You know, life kind of gets in the way of things. Sure. And uh, my mom actually met a friend that had a Brittany, and this he was a he was a really nice Brittany. He was a, a senior hunt title uh, Brittany, and he had. Um, a whole bunch of show titles. I don't know what the heck that entails, but, um, we actually, we bred now out of this male Brittany. And, um, that's, that's how I ended up with, that's how I ended up with Oakley. My, my other Brittany now, that was, that was my fiance's doing than my doing, but, um, <laughs> she was kind of dead set on, she was kind of dead set on having one of the puppies. And that's how we ended up with that. So it sounds like Nala ended up being a, a pretty good dog. You took her out the next year and she did did pretty good. Is she you still have Nala? She's still around? Yeah, it's, uh, she's kind of more of my she's kind of more of my mom's uh house pet now, really. Um she So your PowerPoint to get Nala really paid off to where your mom just stole Nala? That that was pretty much it. Um, she, she ended up with a really good, she ended up with a really good house dog after that. Um, she, she's, she's more or less kind of retired now, I would say. So a lot of learning curves with the first dog. 
So what got you back mm-hmm. into it? You said you took a break off, uh, break there for a little while. What got you back into it? Uh, what got me back into it was, it was Oakley actually. Um, the one and all is puppies. And, uh, that was kind of just like, a. It was kind of like deja vu of now. I'm not going to lie. I, I started off with Oakley. Like I did it a little bit different. This time I put pheasants in, in like in milk and like, you know, the milk canisters or the milk crates. Yeah. yeah. I put pheasants in milk, pheasants in milk crates this time. So, so like a bigger didn't kick work trap. Out any better for me. Yep. It's like a kick yeah, trap pretty for much. a pheasant. Yep. Yep. Kick trap for a pheasant. And, uh, you know, I did the same thing, like, um, you know, the big, like, baler twine, big spools of baler twine? Yeah. I would, I would tie, like, a, I would tie, like, the pheasant to the big thing of baler twine, and I would go out, and I'd plant it or whatever and see if Oka would point it, and he didn't. <laughs> and, uh, we, it was after, it was after that, I was like, all right, I got to start doing something. I got to start doing something different because he's just not kind of he's not picking this up and uh then i that's really kind of when it all turned around for me i guess so how did it turn around for you i started reading and i started uh started going to navda actually i you go. Uh, one of my uh cousins he he had a uh he's kind of my mentor uh and the He's become more there, I guess I should say, um, through this whole thing. And he invited me to go up to NABDA and they, that whole group has taught me just tons about how to train a dog and how wrong I've been doing it this whole time. But it's all a learning experience. So, I don't know. Yeah, I think, um, I think NAVDA puts, puts it together for a lot of us and having a mentor picking a mentor and, and sometimes just finding the right person to, to help you out, to steer you away from mm-hmm. tires and milk crates and <laughs> stuff like that. And, uh, you know, we can, we can poke fun because we've all been we've, there. We've all done some of the same crazy stuff. And then <laughs> maybe you show not up to Navda and they're like, you did what? Yeah, <laughs> so. Maybe not tires, but we've all been there with some, with some crazy training theories. Dude, I, I don't know. I don't know. What, you know, looking back at it now, it's like, what the heck was I thinking? But well, describe uh, describe your first time going to Navda. Like, what what happened? You you went in there after dealing with with milk crates and tires and and tying birds up to to big spools of uh, twine and whatever. Like, <laughs> described everybody. Was it? Did you finally get to Navda and be like, okay, now this makes sense? Yeah, it, that's a, that's about what it was. Um, so I got to Navda the first time. Everybody there was just it was they were incredibly friendly, like the nicest people I've ever met. And I'm you know I'm showing up with Oakley was probably about six months old at the time, and they're like, oh, cute little puppy, whatever. And um, they they asked me what I've all done with them. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I've I was kind of younger at that point. I'm like, Oh yeah, I've shot birds over him. Did this, did that, whatever. And, uh, I bought, you know, bought some of the pigeons there. He's never been on a pigeon his whole life. And, uh, he, we went out, we put the pigeons in the trap 
we got three traps and he said, Oh, we put the pigeons in the traps and he didn't point the pigeon and they flew the bird and went to the next one. Didn't point the pigeon, didn't point the pigeon. And I'm like, what the heck is wrong with this dog? And that, that was kind of the first thing. And ever after, after that, um, they all started, you know, giving me pointers on like, well, maybe he's too young for it. Maybe this, maybe that. And I was just kind of like, God, so depressed about, oh, my dog didn't point this bird. So I went back, I got with my mentor and stuff and we started to, you know, kind of game plan on what's the next step for, are we going to get him, you know, to point birds? And we just kind of came to the conclusion that, well, maybe he's too young. Didn't start pointing birds till he was like 10 months old. And you know, some dogs are just like that. And it just takes a little bit to figure that out. Yeah. Not all dogs are your typical pointer or short hair setter to where that, you know, they kind of come out of the womb pointing some dogs. It just takes time. And and it's Mm -hmm. a very common issue. Honestly, a lot of people are like, Oh man, my dog's seven months old and still not pointing. What do I have to do to train? It's like, uh, just wait, it'll come around. Just keep putting the dog on birds and, and eventually they're going to show point. Yep. And, and that's exactly what we did. And we just, you know, from the time I went to NAVDA, we just kept putting them on birds and putting them on birds and putting on birds. And one, one day, all of a sudden, it just like clicked for him. All of a sudden, he pointed. And I was just like, whoa, I'm going to have a bird dog after all. <laughs> you know? That's awesome. <laughs> and it, it, it's just, it's the feeling that you get, you know, something like that. It's like, you got you got yourself a 10-month-old dog and it's like, he, he gets that first point and it's like, oh my gosh all this all these birds we've been putting into them and everything and all this effort we've been putting into them it's like it came together right there at that second you know and it's, it just makes you feel so great so your dog's finally pointing you're starting to learn you have a mentor through navda and everything you're no longer mm-hmm. kicking the tires so to speak on uh on just winging it as you go along so where are you at now? I know you have multiple dogs, but tell us, just describe to us what you're doing in NAVDA. Are you testing it at utility or, or are you still involved with NAVDA? What's going on now? Um, so I'm still involved with NAVDA. Uh, Oakley has more or less became my wild bird dog. Uh, he's, he's a really good, he's a good meat dog and he's good to go out and find birds and shoot you know, shoot birds. If I don't expect a whole heck of a lot out of them, just go out there and let's go have some fun killing birds. Um, I got, I have a short hair now that he's showing a little bit more promise. Um, I, my goal this year for him is to UT test him this year. Uh, he's coming along pretty nicely. I'm, I'm happy with him. Okay. So, so I mean, was there a big difference? Is is the short hair next in line? I know what. Don't you have four dogs? You have, you have the Brittany, you have a short hair, a Vishla, and a Setter. Correctly, correct. Yep. I was uh, say. The, set, the Setter, <laughs> uh, the oh, the Setter and the Vishla are my cousin's dogs. They are, um, they 
they're pretty much my family too. Uh, they're over here all the time too, playing around with my dogs. We, he's involved in NAVDA as well. Um, his visa is kind of the same as Oakley. We got him shortly after we got Oakley and he's just, you know, he's kind of our hunting dog. Uh, the setter, he's a bird's brother setter. Um, and that dog, I mean, like you guys say, you know, we were always into the, you know, the cheap dogs You get, you find the cheap dog. You don't want to spend all the money on them. Um, we spent the good money, good money on that dog. And it's definitely, it's definitely shown. Yeah. That's, that, worth that's it. for sure. And uh, yeah, we we're, don't want to give gonna... anyone the idea that just because a dog has a big price tag means that it's going to be a good dog. I mean, you, you need to look for some other things, but, but sometimes definitely. you definitely don't want to just look for the cheapest dog either. So how old's your short hair now? Oh, uh, my short hair just turned two years old. Okay. Um, did you I do... didn't get a chance to, I didn't get a chance to NA test him. Um, okay. uh, I was, I was totally planning on NA testing him, but things got in the way and we, I really wish I would have. That's a, that's a big regret of mine. <laughs> Well, you can still he's, run the NA pre- test just for a, uh, evaluation. an evaluation. Um, they can't yeah. put the score on the dog officially or anything, but the judges can still give you the numbers at the end of the day. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like he's just a little bit too far along for the NA test yeah. training for the UT. So it's, that makes you know, sense. He, he might not be, he might not be a UT one or whatever, but I, I want to try to do the UT on him. I think that's kind of the next goal with him. Yeah. So how long have you been working on uh utility tests for him? Um, I've been starting since this past summer. We've been, he's, he's really naturally uh, staunch on point. He's naturally steady. I mean, I got a really good wool on him and everything. So he, uh, he's pretty steady on point. The only thing that I run issues with him is, his uh retrieving really he's he's we're doing a little force fetch work right now and doing force at a pile and everything so he's coming along with that pretty good so awesome um, so do you have some kind of mentor or somebody helping you out with force fetch or did you find a program to follow how, how are you going about doing that yourself uh the force fetch thing i i force fetch oakley and it turned out really it, it turned out good i'm was very happy with it and i uh I kind of started doing the same force fetch with, with Maverick mm-hmm. and, uh, they're completely opposite dogs. Yeah. Found that out really quick. And I found that out really quick in a force fetch. And, uh, Maverick had somewhat of a natural retrieve to him. So I realized that, well, I could probably take it a little bit easier on the force fetch than I did with Oakley. And, okay. uh, through, through the mentor that I have now, uh, we've been we've been working with him on that the force fetch and getting him getting him through the timidness issues that he has. Okay, he's so a he, little bit softer of a dog. Yeah, so he's a little bit softer. So even though he has the natural retrieving drive, he's a little bit softer. So maybe can't can't take as much pressure as what Oakley was taking as far as force fetch goes. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah, my Brittany, he's a lot, he's a lot stronger. He's a lot stronger willed, I guess we'll have to say. And that's uh, that's really surprising because your average person would say a short hair, 
is not a soft dog and you can hear a lot of people say that Britney's tend to be a soft dog so it just goes to show every dog's different exactly my Britney is definitely not a soft dog uh fun story about him this year and this year when we went out to North Dakota with him uh we were just running him and my him and my cousin's visa and there we're kind of hunting the edge of a cattail slough and uh I heard a, I heard a snarl, a growl and a crunch and Oki came out dragging a raccoon. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I didn't expect that at all. I, that was, that goes to show he's, yeah, he's not a soft dog. And you had, all. you had Maverick out hunting at that same time. Uh, no, uh, this year and this year in North Dakota, Maverick, cut his foot pretty bad on something and we had to do an emergency rush to the vet so he kind of the second day of the hunt he got laid up and he wasn't he wasn't uh he wasn't able to do it he he did good the first day he moved uh he moved a bunch of birds out there and he pointed a couple cubbies of huns and he just got a little bit too got a little bit too close on them and i think they busted a little bit earlier before we could get a shot on them and he's never been on huns before so right it just kind of happens, I guess. What's the goal for him? What's your timeline looking like? I mean, I'm pretty bad about putting a, a date on something and going, all right, I have to test it this time. And with my dog, I keep kicking the 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 date back a little bit, but uh, I get overzealous. What do you have a, a time frame that you're wanting to test him? Uh, my timeline is whenever he's ready for it. Yeah, that's that's a better answer than what I usually say. I'm like, yeah, he's ready now, you know. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to push I'm not going to push him into I'm not going to push him or force him into doing anything. Uh, he's just he's not that type of dog. He's not that type of dog where I can just force him into do this and force him into do that. He's got to willingly do it. And it, that's the thing. It's just you kind of got to you kind of really got to know your dogs and He's just not the type of dog that can be like, no, you got to be ready to test here now. I'm, a, uh, I'm not willing to push him to do that either. So, so you have plans to uh, test and test Maverick. Uh, what about hunting? Well, I mean, it's you have a whole new year to look forward to. I know you're working Maverick on utility and everything like that, but you have any big uh, hunt trips planned for this upcoming season? Oh, 2020 is going to be a big year, I think. Um, 2020 we want to do an idaho trip we want to go out to idaho and hunt huns and chucker in idaho uh we'll swing back into north dakota and we'll hunt pheasants and huns in north dakota and then january 2021 we're hoping to get back down to nebraska for bob whites that's that's kind of the goal that's kind of the goal for this year we we we're more the adventure adventure type of hunters you know we i don't really care about getting on big numbers of birds or anything and i i like to go see pretty scenery and watch my dogs run and fun for me yeah so you do have a few trips up your sleeve and and like you're just alluding to there it's just like you know especially with social media nowadays it's if you don't shoot your limit it's not a successful hunt but you you kind of take it in stride and and you know that a true diy public land hunt is kind of like hey let's just enjoy the outing if we get on birds fantastic that's the goal and that's what we want to do but it's not not always in the cards 
especially if it's a true DIY public land hunt. Yeah. Uh, I'm not out there to fill limits. I'm out there. I'm out there to solely watch my dogs go. And, and that's it. I could not, I could not carry a gun and, and care less. You know, it's, that's the fun for me is just watching my dogs run and, and doing that. I, I could, they could totally eliminate hunting and I'd be perfectly fine with just watch my dogs go. Yeah. And that, that's, that's the best, that's the best part about it for me. And I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there that are like that. Yeah. Well, Derek, so we went from you doing a PowerPoint presentation to getting your first dog to <laughs> your first experience in the breeding world to now you're really get kind of involved in NAVDA. You're figuring out more, more or less how to train or how to look at training through your experience in bird dogs so far. What would you say is your primary bit of advice that you could give somebody that's just now entering the world? If, if somebody is just now entering the world of bird dogs, I would say, first off, go for it. Don't be intimidated by it. Don't be intimidated by anything on social media that you're, um, you have to go out and fill limits to be a successful bird hunter. Um, another advice I would give as far as like the dog training aspect is just wait until your dog is ready. Get to know your dog on a on a personal level, so that you know, you know his, you know the ins and outs of him, and you know that when he's ready for this or when he's ready for that. Um, and and take your time with it. You're in no rush. You have you have this dog for, you know, twelve fourteen years. You're in no rush to get this dog to the high level by the age of two. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Don't be afraid to to jump right in but then once you jump in don't be in a rush enjoy the journey i like it mm-hmm. well man we really appreciated uh anything any last words anything you want to wrap up with uh i just want to say that uh I podcast i think you guys are doing a, a great thing for the whole community and uh keep on doing what you guys are doing Man, that's a huge compliment. We really appreciate it. And uh, thanks again for coming on tonight, Derek. We appreciate it. Yep, no problem. Yep, you have a good night, Derek. Thank you for listening to GDIY. If you enjoy this podcast, please remember to take a moment to rate, review, and share with a friend. Also, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Gundog It Yourself. If you really enjoy this podcast and would like to contribute even more to future content, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash gun dog yourself thanks again and happy hunting everyone seems to have the same questions or concerns when they start trying to decide which kennel to purchase for their vehicle perhaps it's time to stop asking all the questions and just design the perfect setup that meets your exact needs b pro kennel specializes in designing and fabricating custom premier dog boxes handcrafted right here in the usa from high grade lightweight aluminum they'll get you set up with the size dimensions lighting storage battery boxes with solar charging and anything else you can dream of stop stressing over buying the wrong setup just have to replace it again in a year go ahead and check out bprokennels.com and get exactly what you want if you're considering changing your dog's food soon then be sure to check out yukanuba pro performance their science-backed formulas are designed to take your dog to the next level of performance they also now have the new puppy formula to help your pups start strong and live active when looking at all the different food options remember yukanuba to help power their ultimate performance 
Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Bob from Lone Ducks Gun Dog Chronicles podcast. I hope you just enjoyed the episode you just listened to. And if you did, I think you'll enjoy hopping on ours. We've got professional retriever trainers and upland bird dog trainers from across the country and world sharing their tips and tricks and great stories to help you and your dog get ready for the season. We'll see you there.